This Rhythm and News podcast is brought to you by the Port of Seattle. Hi, my name is Mian Rice, the Diversity and Contracting Director for the Port of Seattle. As a public agency, the Port of Seattle serves the community and our investments should benefit everyone who lives and works here. The Port is committed to equity, diversity, and inclusion and to leveling the playing field. That means continuing to open doors to contracting opportunities to all, especially women and minority-owned and disadvantaged businesses. How can you participate? List your business in Vendor Connect, a database of contractors. Attend PortGen workshops to learn how to do business with the port. Learn more about contracting opportunities at portseattle.org. For more information on operating a concessions at Seattle Tacoma International Airport, visit lease.ctacshops.com. King County Executive Dow Constantine recently announced the finalist to become the new sheriff in King County. And in a very historic announcement that was has flown under the radar in some circles, all three finalists are African-American. We're going to talk about the finalists and the process. Uh, former Chief of the Criminal Investigation Division for the King County Sheriff's Office, Faye Brooks. Good morning, Faye. Good morning, Chris. Thanks for having me here and inviting me to be part of your program this morning. Oh, it's a pleasure to have you on. Uh, Faye, you had a stellar 26-year career with the Sheriff's Office, working your way to the rank of Chief of Criminal Investigation. So you are very familiar with the department. And although you've been retired for a few now, for a year, few years now, I'm sorry, you know the uh, department, what the department needs in terms uh, of leadership. Um, and with that being said, you know how exciting is it for you to see um, this uh, group of finalists who are all African American? I am thrilled about it, Chris. Um, you know, when you look back on the history of the sheriff's office, it was established in 1852, and it took 82 years before they hired the first black male as a deputy. It took another uh, few years before they hired a, a black woman as a police woman um, who wasn't uh, allowed to be on patrol. And it took uh, 126 years for the first black woman to be hired as a commissioned officer. Um, I think in the this is the 12th largest county in the in the country, and I am thrilled that the qualified candidates are being moved forward. And you know, I should also note that this is the only county in the country named after the Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King. So I think that's historic as well. Right. And, Faye, let's talk a little bit about the candidates. You have uh, Patty Cole Tyndall, who is currently serving as the interim sheriff, Charles Kimball, the chief of police for the Killen, uh, Texas Police Department, and uh, Reginald Mormon, a major with the Atlanta Police Department. And, Faye, let's, let's not even really talk about the fact that all three of these candidates are black quite yet, but let's really talk about how all of these candidates who have, are finalists for the, this position are definitely highly qualified. Well, exactly. There was a, a committee that uh, established the requirements for the uh, appointed position of the sheriff, which changed as a result of the county's voting system. Um, in the early 70s, it was an appointed position. Then it came, became an elected position, and now it's back to an appointed position. So there was a, a stringent uh, process by which they looked for qualifications and uh, what they wanted the, the sheriff's office to, to look like uh, under this new new and renewed, I guess, uh, 
mandate of being an appointed position. Um, it was a long process, and it was a highly um, involved and highly thoughtful process. And out of 12 candidates, these top these were the three that top that came to the top. And they were looking for candidates that had law enforcement and community background, um, a leader that could inspire and motivate change, uh, commitment to equity, uh, integrity, community partnerships, uh, experience as an executive. They were competent and credible <clears throat> and committed to follow through. Um, so I think the process uh, allowed the top candidates to rise to the top. Right. And Faye, let's kind of talk about, you know, the historic uh, nature of where we are right now in this process and really, you know, what appears to be the inevitable as we have these three finalists for sheriffs who are all African-American. And the reality is that, you know, one of them is going to be our next sheriff. Yes. And um, for young children growing up, to be able to look up and see a sheriff that looks like them um, is going to be motivational because they can now see themselves in that position. Um, I think it's historic for this uh, country, and I think it's definitely historic for this county um, to, to be able to have a, a, a person who has gone through a process um, and has risen to the top and will be uh, our, our King County Sheriff. Right. And Faye, I, I'd be remiss if we didn't acknowledge uh, the, the role that you and you mentioned some other people uh, as well uh, played in us getting to this part. Um, and I know you don't like to talk a lot uh, about yourself, um, but certainly, you know, when we talk about how well you served and, have, and having paved the way for so many people who came in beside you and behind you, you know, when we talk about kind of how we got to this, it's, it's always a, a process. There's a there's a there's one step and there's another step and then there's another step and in this case you know when we talk about you know your role in the King County Sheriff's Department for 26 years and your role since you retired that you've uh, been uh, really uh, helping uh, jurisdictions uh, not only here locally but across the country uh, really Im improve themselves into a way that um, for policing that is effective uh, in this, where we are in history right now, you know, it, it's really one of the things where we have to acknowledge all those. And, and in your case, you know, we talk about steps, but I would just say that, you know, we you we made some great strides um, with uh, you as a, a role model, um, both in the way that you um, carried yourself and how you presented yourself and how you interacted uh, and were involved in the community. Well, thank you. Thank you for that, Chris. And that was um, my, my passion uh, being in the sheriff's office is to be uh, visible in the community so that people could get a sense that the sh the sheriff's office, you know, they knew somebody in the sheriff's office that they could come to if there was an issue or concern that they wanted to um, to talk about. And, you know, you did mention that I, I don't talk about myself a lot. Um, I, I do want to acknowledge that um, I was the first African-American woman hired as a commissioned officer with the King County Sheriff's Office in 1978. However, I want to definitely acknowledge that uh, Freddie Mae Gaucher, um, who is a well-known uh, community member um, who has, is no longer with us, but she was the first black woman hired as a policewoman with the King County Sheriff's Office. 
but mm-hmm. that didn't allow her the opportunity or the uh, the opportunity to be a to carry a gun. Um, in the 1950s, police women were jail matrons or juvenile detectives, and that was her role. Um, it wasn't until the, the late 70s that uh, laws changed and women who were hired could be hired as commissioned officers. Um, and throughout my career, I was the first um, black female to attain the rank of sergeant, lieutenant, captain, uh, major, and I was the first black person to be uh, appointed to the rank of chief of criminal, uh, of chief in the department. And there are three divisions, and I was one of the division chiefs. Right. And, and I retired. Well. And I'm going to say I retired in 2004. Um, and since then, I've been doing, as you said, training nationally and internationally um, on community and law enforcement coalition building. All right. And Faye, let's talk a little bit about the shift. Well, first of all, thank you for your service um, and all that you've done. But, you know, that stuff that's visible and stuff that might not be visible to the public, because there's a lot of stuff that goes on behind the scenes people don't know about that make a big difference uh, in the lives of others. So I want to thank you for that. But let's also talk about the sheriff's office, uh, because some people may not be aware of what the sheriff's office is responsible for as it relates to policing and the relationship that the King County Sheriff's Office has with other local police jurisdictions here uh, in the in the area. All right. So um, the sheriff's office has about a thousand sworn <clears throat> and professional staff that provide law enforcement services to people in King County. Now, King County um, is the, as I mentioned, the twelfth <clears throat> largest county in the country, um, and there are municipalities within the county that have their own police departments. Um, So we provide countywide services that include um, concealed weapons permits, civil bench warrants, custodial interference, fingerprinting, protection orders, um, service of legal documents, registering for sexual offenders. Uh, We do property sale for real estate, um, and um, we don't, however, have control over the jail. And we we also do... uh, law enforcement under county code um, throughout the county. And we have partner cities that we provide police services for. And people may not be aware of that, but um, there are 12 cities in this, in King County that are, uh, that King County provides police services for. So that's Burien, Carnation, Covington, Kenmore, Maple Valley, Newcastle, Sammamish, SeaTac, Shoreline, Skykomish, Woodinville, and the town of Boards Village. We also provide police services for the Muckleshoot Indian Tribe, King County International Airport, and King County Metro Transit and Sound Transit. So it's, it's a broad uh, range of services that we provide um, to the community in, in King County. So even though you may uh, think that the county sheriff's office doesn't uh, affect you it it does affect you in some way um, and so that's that's why it's important for people to know um, who is going to be the sheriff and have input into that process right and along those lines say you know mm-hmm. what are the what are the characteristics or traits that you feel are important for someone um, who will be leading this office into the future um, well you know I 
I think one of the most important traits is going to be a commitment to equity and acknowledging that, um, having a strong uh, background in community. Now, whether or not they, uh, so two of the candidates are from out of out of state, but they would, whoever is the uh, selected person, selected uh, for the position, should be willing and able to get out into the community um, and meet with community, listen to what their concerns are. Um, I also think it's integrity. Um, it's also holding people accountable, both internally um, and externally, um, that they uh, commit to follow through. Um, so if they say they're going to do something, then they need to do something. They need to do what they commit to do. And if part of the process involves getting feedback to people about the processes, the outcomes, um, be willing to do that and to be honest and um, ethical about it. Right. And they... Um Speaking of processes, um, the process for the appointment of the new King County Sheriff is not done yet. It's, it's, it's not complete, um, but it is a process that is uh, entering its final stages. Um, and with that being said, you know, it, it, there are opportunities for people to be get, to become involved with this process uh, and to ask questions and to hear from the finalists uh, as well and provide um, their own public testimonies or comments through various measures. That's right. Um, there are going to be two public forums um, next week. So Monday, the 18th, from 6 p.m. to 8 p.m. And uh, April 21st, um, from 9 a.m. to 11 a.m. And there's a number of different ways to watch or listen to these meetings. And um, one is there's a, a, a Zoom webinar you can um uh, watch it that way. You can phone in to the Zoom meeting. Um, you can live stream it online, and you can watch it on King County TV, um, which is what Comcast Channel 22 or 322. Um, there's a, a link on the King County web page where you can also submit questions in advance of these meetings. So I would encourage people to, to do that. Um, and if is able to either phone in or watch on TV or watch on Zoom um, because this is, um, you know, your county and you want to have input into it. You want to at least see who the candidates are, hear from them, because um, I'm sure that there are questions that there will be, all of them will be answering questions so you can hear what they've got to say and then you can uh, make your decision on who you, who you want to support. Uh, then there's a uh, there will be a, a vetting process uh, for the candidate, and uh, there's likely to be opportunity for you as a King County resident to provide uh, input into your King County council members because that is something that also is uh, a, you should know. So uh, do some little bit of checking on that to find out who your King County uh, council member is, and submit questions to that person. Right. And, and Faye, before I let you go, um, you know, you know, how you speak, you, you talked about how people can be involved, but how important is it for members of our community to be involved in, in large numbers in this process, whether it's, you know, observing and, and providing comments and questions, but also when it comes to um, communicating with the King County Council members as to who they believe and the, uh, who they believe is the best person in this 
uh, position moving forward um, because ultimately they're going to be the ones who are going to, to vote on this. And, you know, oftentimes, you know, when it comes to processes, you know, we are not as involved collectively in mass numbers uh, in advocating for what it is that we believe in. But I think this, when you talk about the sheriff's office uh, and this appointment process, I think that's vitally important now. And I agree with you too, Chris, because, um, you know, if, if you, if you don't say anything, then people uh, don't think that you're interested or concerned. So the more vocal people are, um, in my view, the more uh, impact you have. Um, you know, the sheriff's office is really customer service oriented, which means you, they listen to the customers. Well, in this, in this uh, particular setting, the community members are the customers, and you need to have your voices heard. So I would encourage uh, you to contact your council member to uh, attend uh, some of these public forums that are on Zoom um, and to submit questions so that your comments, your concerns can be heard. Because if if uh, you don't hear that, then people think it's not important. Right. Well, Faye, I want to thank you for joining us on today's show and bringing your very unique perspective to this conversation this morning. And again, just appreciate all that you have done and all that you continue to do um, to support, um, you know, law enforcement uh, across the country and around the world, but also uh, in support of our community as well. Thank you, Chris. Thank you very much for having me again. I appreciate you and I appreciate your station.